You are listening to the Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about the Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 23 of the Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. Well, it, it feels uh, a little different this week. It's than, definitely uh, a little weird. Yeah, this is... Um, the reality that we're facing now is totally different than the one that we were been facing. a week ago. Even a week ago. Yeah, even Dude, at I, the end of last week's episode. It, I was going skiing. I was going to do yeah. this episode from Winter Park, Colorado. Guess what? Yeah. Here I am in Every, Potomac, Maryland. Everybody has lives that have been put on hold, uh, pretty much. I, yeah, I have to be honest with you. I'm, the, you know that for me, you, there's nothing more fun with your clothes on than skiing. And I'm happy that I didn't go. I wouldn't have, one, I wouldn't have fun. Second, it's like, dude, there's a national emergency. No one should be traveling. Everybody stay the fuck home. Well, I mean, it's serious, man. You know, everything is... It, I, I posted this this week. This is cancel culture now. Cancel culture is <laughs> your, your life is canceled and on hold. And everybody is hunkering down and, you know, trying to ride it out. We're on. And hopefully, and hopefully be safe at home with their exactly. families. Exactly. This is not, not the time to be like, oh, it's, it's going to be fine. It's just a cold... Yeah. Yet uh, we're, no. still getting, uh, we're still getting we're still getting mixed messages from uh, our dear leader. Yeah, but you know, at the same time, the NBA season is I over. Know. <laughs> I know. Major League baseball. baseball not happening. NHL There's over. Done. Boston Marathon is, done. Uh, St. Patrick's Day Parade done. Yeah. Cherry Blossom put done. This is the real kids are deal. out of school. Like, Except in New York City public schools, well, which are still it's on. unique. It's a unique problem that the New York City public schools have. What do you think is unique? Though? Well, I mean, they I ha- there's such all, a huge population of homeless kids. But it's not unique to New York, right? Every big city what happened, has a similar. What's problems. happening in Chicago? Shut down. They did. They did. Yeah, L.A. too. Right. And those cities have big homeless, homeless populations too. As yeah. Well. So it's not just right. New York, but we are the only city that hasn't shut down the schools. What, what is the What's that? What is de Blasio saying? That they're not going to shut them down. But the teachers' union is angry. Right. Um, and lots of parents are angry. Dude, you have to get... Kids have to get on the subway. People have to get on the subway. They have to go to get on the buses to get to these You're schools. Right. What is it that There's, he doesn't understand about social distancing? I feel like he does get it. Right. But at the same time, he is trying to you know thread the needle on this. And bending over backwards to make sure that these kids who are in need right. do not fall through the cracks. Right. I mean, that, and that is talking about we're talking about one hundred and fourteen thousand right. kids in New York City right. in the New York City public school system who are classified as being homeless. Right. So here's so, here's the thing: Can they? I mean, and it would be hard to scalp. I have two questions about New York. So in Maryland, the governor declared. Um, an emergency and he had the power to cancel school. So it was, it was not the Montgomery County department of public health, which makes the right. call in Montgomery. The, it was governor Hogan and the 
Secretary of Health and Human Services for the state of Maryland made the decision that public schools would be closed. Can Governor Cuomo shut down the New York City public schools and then they no. scale up? And so, no, wait, the other I thing is they activated the National Guard here to fill in to do anything. So, like, it would seem to me what you could do is cancel schools, activate the Guard to set up centers where kids can come right. and get the food that they need and so on and so on. It's, it's a much smaller problem here, but we do have a we do have a sizable population in Montgomery County of kids who get uh, either free or reduced breakfast right, and lunch, yes. Got it. and they've kept places open for them to go and yeah, they they could do that, right? But I think it's not only the meals; it's right. there are a couple other of other issues. Right. One, um, the kids need a place to, to go. be right. for eight hours a day. That's right. one, and two, parents who are working. Right. And poor right. don't have childcare. So here's so, so here's yeah. the here's the rub, and here is what how everything intersects is that public health, public education, uh, ins- medical insurance, medical care all intersects. They're not separate things. They all are uh, paid sick leave. All of these things intersect yeah. for a healthy society, which we don't have. I don't mean healthy in terms of sniffles. I mean healthy in terms of our institutions working, exactly. in terms of a, a society that can take care of itself during a crisis, that a society that doesn't have to turn to fucking Walmart for help. Right, and, and, for, and for handouts from Chinese billionaires. Oh, my for, God. I mean, think about that. The richest country in the world is now dependent on... The, the benevolence well, of individuals well, to do what our government is incapable of doing. I sent you that piece yesterday, really interesting piece about how the United States is the first wealthy failed state. But we shoot ourselves in the foot. This is right. Well, because it's been a decades. forty-year war. Over on, decades, we made choices to be this way, and it was a bipartisan effort. A bipartisan effort. Remember reinventing government and Al Gore with his giant book that he was going to smash? This is something that has been going on for a very long time, and this is just the logical conclusion of it. And then we're going to, and so what the logical conclusion is fucking World War Z. Well, that's it. And I've been saying, I've been saying for a long time that that the divisions in this country are so entrenched and so intractable that the only way that they will dissolve or at least diminish is with some sort of catastrophic event. Right, but... And and I had always assumed that it was going to be like a terrorist attack or a war or a civil war or whatever. But what we have right now is is a catastrophic event. And we're handling it really So poorly. So poorly. So, but here's the thing. We, as we were discussing before we, before we went on, what will happen if by some chance and I think, you know, I, I felt a little bit better. And I'm again, I'm following my, my North Star on this. Ashish Jha, who's the head of Harvard's public health, who I discovered just the other day. He said he was feeling he was he's been extremely worried. And by the way, I should say when experts are worried, that is a time to worry because most experts say, you know, these what's being reported is overblown and this and anything. And what they're saying is, oh my God, this isn't yeah. the whole story. Everybody Panic. brace, right? Panic, yeah. Exactly. So 
what he said yesterday was that he's feeling a little bit better because of all of these cancellations. The NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, concerts, big parades, so on and so forth. All this stuff is being canceled. That's the only way to get this under control because the administration had so bungled it and so screwed it up is through social separation. So if by some chance we, and and this is becoming a cliche, if you flatten the curve, then if we come out looking, having handled it slightly better, and they'll say, Trump and his supporters and those demented psychopathic people in the villages in Florida will say, oh, you see, it was just a cold. Right, it was overblown anyway. Right, and so right. then so we won't have the wins. changes we need. There won't be a reckoning, right? right. Because we never learn a fucking lesson. Right. Because people are and selfish. Yeah, you're absolutely right. He will take credit for this. He is already. Although he wouldn't take responsibility for. And then that's it. He th- no, I don't accept any blame. Whatever happened to the buck stops? <laughs> so he should put something on his desk. The buck stops anywhere but here. Anywhere but here. Yeah. What happened to leadership? How about getting up in the midst of a crisis and saying, I'm the one who is going to take responsibility for this, and I'm also going to make sure that we're going to flatten the curve. He can't do that. He is incapable of doing that. That speech that he gave the other day was the most And the thing in the Rose Garden yesterday was awful. Yeah, it was well, like a reality program. Hey, let me bring up the guy from Walmart. And then he was like and ostentatiously then, shaking their hands. He's such a dude. Except one guy, but, one guy, I don't remember where he's from. It was the, I met him in the lab corp guy, knows better, and he elbow like, yeah, bumped him. Don't shake my head. Oh, well, my. Well, he probably didn't want to be, tu- he probably didn't want him to touch oh, him regardless God. of the virus. But what was in, amazing, and I think it was Wednesday night that he got up and spoke, was that the futures market was tanking with every <laughs> word he said. Every so really, word. Really, when you talk about, like, oh, I'm handling this so well. He, who <laughs> worships the market more than any anything else, had to understand Dude. that if the markets reacted that way in real time, that he was not doing a great job. Dude. This is not the response that people were looking for. This is not the response that the market was looking for. I, he is the worst possible choice any, that we could have to lead this response. Any the other worst. president. It, Scott Walker. What do you mean? James Buchanan. Anybody. The douchey former like, governor of Maryland. What's his name? Some random dude walking down the street. Oh, could my this God. Jesus and Christ. We, we picked the absolute worst person to handle a right. crisis, not of his own making. Uh, okay. Wait. I need to I, <laughs> I need to take a breath here. Okay. But I have, a, I have another question for you. Just a, a, a total, like... Non-sequitur? Yeah. Okay. How, how are you doing? How am I doing? Yeah, how are you doing with this? Like, at a, at a, at a personal... Look, you have an underlying issue. Uh, you had been sick. Oh, that's a good yeah. point. So, yes, I do have an underlying health issue, but in all honesty, I don't feel that I'm, any, I'm at any greater risk uh-huh. than anyone else because I'm, you know, knock on wood... My illness was what eleven years ago. Yeah, yeah, I guess. So, and I feel, um, you know, I don't get sicker right. than anybody else when like the flu, cold and flu season hits. Right, I actually don't get it usually. Okay, I don't get the flu. You get I've a flu shot to you before. I get the flu shot yeah. every year. Yeah, and I've mentioned to you before that I don't mess around. Right, with minor illnesses yep. like cold and flu. If I'm gonna get sick, I go. I go big. 
So right. I honestly, it's either cancer or nothing. <laughs> but I don't feel like I'm any I'm at any greater risk than you or anybody else in our age cohort. Right. Um, I'm healthy, knock on wood. I you know I'm in good shape, knock on wood. So right. I don't feel any personal. I'm not more scared than anybody else. I don't think. Right. Um, I'm like anyone else. I'm worried more about. You know, my mother, right. my mother-in-law, uh-huh. Same. people, that, my next-door neighbor right. who does have underlying health issues and is in her 70s. Um, yeah. Anybody, like, to me, you know, when they talk about your immune system being compromised, it's really people who are right. more actively fighting I, things. Every I, have, um, I have a, a dear colleague and dear, dear friend who I, I love who had a rare form of blood cancer in the last year that thank God he's recovered and yeah. so on and so forth. And his, his wife's had some, uh, health issues recently. Thank God she's okay too. I, I messaged him yesterday. I was like, just send me the list of what you guys want at the market and we'll go and take care of right. it. I have a, right. uh, uh, an academic advisor who's been a mentor, who's getting up there in years. I have lunch with him every six weeks or so. I sent him, they don't have any kids. He and his wife don't have any kids. Um, I sent him an email yesterday. I said, just let me know what you need. Yeah. And so that's what people need to do. That and I'm exactly trying to keep it under need. control because honestly, honestly, I'm fucking scared shit. Dude, I saw For World them, War Z. <laughs> I saw World War Z years ago. And I literally had to sleep with the light on in the closet for a month. Lauren's like, what are you doing? I was like, no, no, no. We just need to keep the light on in the closet. <laughs> She's like, why? So, I was like, I don't want to tell you. I'm expecting the zombie apocalypse, dude. Yeah, that's probably not a great, uh, not a great lesson learned there. Do not but watch I mean, World War Z. I heard the book is scarier. I was on a plane. Yeah. I was like, oh, this should be good. <laughs> Fuck. Don't read that book. I'm not reading that book. This, but you no. have learned some some of the lessons that you've taken away from that from that movie and that experience are the right ones. You're reaching out to the vulnerable right. who do need people to reach out to them now. Right. Who do need an extra email or right. text or just right. to check well, in my mom, and say, what do you need? My mom has been very concerned about very quickly, like distancing. Like she's yeah. gone about some of her business. She went to bridge. She made a good point. She's like, listen, everybody's being very, very careful. Everybody at bridge is not going to be food, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But, She's like, I don't, it's, I live alone. I'm elderly. It's very, very hard to be alone like that. I think what yeah. she's, I think one of the things she's missing is like, we can be in constant contact via FaceTime and things like if she knew how to use her fucking phone. But it's, it, this is a really big challenge for people and a major change. And, and people are going to have to take, uh, take one for the team here. And I'm concerned about the people who aren't like, the, like I said, the psychopathic people at the villages. It's like ground zero for Trump support. Um, or, I don't think everybody who's listening necessarily knows what the villages well, are. The villages is this sprawling retirement community in like north central Florida. Uh, and it is like, you know, crazy right. Trump town. And every time they want to go see what Trump supporters are doing or saying, journalists descend on this yeah, place called I, the villages. Then the other psychopathic thing is... Fox News has put a travel uh, ban, no yeah. uh, non-essential travel for domestic or international for, yet their right. douchey hosts 
are telling people it's a great time to fly. You know, now my understanding those, is the plane is no more them. is no the plane itself is no riskier, but you're packed in there with 150 other well, people. Exactly, it's not social separation. Sick. Jerks. You're, only as, you're only as safe there as the health of every single passenger on that plane. And the problem is, is because we didn't have a, a scaled testing ready to go. Yeah, there are I'm people sorry. who are asymptomatic, but carriers of it who can get people very, very sick. And that's right. the problem. That's the not, problem. And, it's, and, and they it's infect 2.6 people and they infect 2.6 people. And you right. have Italy where they have no beds, they have no ventilators, and they are now rationing care. Where elderly people are being told they are not going to get care, they're going to be left to die. Right, and of course they can't be with it's, their families because they're so highly infectious at this point. So they're being left out in the hallways of hospitals to choke to death um, right. fluids in their system, and they die. And exactly. it's like triage in war. The doctors look right, around exactly. and they say, you're 65 and you're suffering and you're going to die, and I'm going to deal right. with this 35-year-old dude right, exactly. a woman. And that's, that's exactly how it's right. going to go. And our right. system is going to be overwhelmed if we don't. And I think all these douchey people, they don't understand that that's exactly what is going to happen unless you actually socially separate. So, you know, a lot of what is going to happen, I've been talking about this with Jordan all week. There are trends that have been going on for years that are now going to be accelerated because of this social separation. So we see... For example. For example, all of these meetings that are now being moved to Zoom... Right. Instead of in person, there are going to be a lot more people who are going to telecommute. That's fine with me. And that's okay. That's fine with you. But maybe we'll reduce some greenhouse gases. That's true, too. But it will also lead to even further social isolation for a lot of people. Right. Now, here's another thing that I was talking with somebody. I am bored. I'm pretty bored. Yeah, of course you're bored. (laughs) You're going to get get more bored as this goes on. I I was talking with somebody yesterday and he brought up something and it's a great point. So Jordan, who was on spring break when he got the email yeah. from his school right. that they're going to extend spring break by one week, yeah. and then they're going to move to online classes okay. for the foreseeable future. It's until the beginning of April, but most likely they won't be going back to school right. this year. Now, when I was talking to this person yesterday, he said, okay, what's going to happen when all of these college students realize that they don't need to spend $75,000 to go and live on a campus when they can just do distance learning and stay at home and save all of that money. And you know what? This is going to happen. It's going to happen because all of these kids who are in school right now, are some of them, they're all bummed out. I mean, like your yeah, nephew, of course. who's probably going to miss his graduation because right. there won't be one. Right, uh, exactly. And all of these kids who are supposed to have internships over the summer right. or have jobs at school, yeah. they're yeah. all going away. Right. So they've got to figure That's out what exactly it is right. that they're going to do. Right. A lot of them are going to realize, like, yeah, I miss my friends from school. But a lot of their parents are going to say, yeah, I don't miss spending $70,000 well, And year. here's the thing. Like every school is going to distance learning every school. So if you can, and so distance learning, online learning used to be a thing of like, you know, Phoenix university and these for-profit places or like lesser or lesser schools and so on and so forth. But if you can get your degree from Penn or Vassar or Emory or Tufts by distance learning, it's going to change the whole model of, of higher education. One thing I do want to point out, 
for people listening and talking about helping people out, I think a lot of the schools that have canceled classes and asked students to leave campus are unlike in the past where, you know, spring break, Christmas break, dorms would completely close. They are allowing some students to stay on campus, but some, some some are not. And so so there are some students who are uh, in desperate need of help. They can't go home either for financial reasons or other reasons. So a lot of schools are setting up emergency funds that alumni can contribute to to help these students out. Um, I gave to Vassar last night. Um, and I urge everybody who's listening to go on the websites of their alma maters and see if there is an emergency fund for students um, because of campus closings and contribute whatever you can. Um, it's really, really important. You have students who during spring breaks in the past didn't have any place or anywhere to go to eat, um, much less go to Cancun and, and, and enjoy themselves. So uh, it's are, important. There are there are foreign students who can't get home. Right. They can't get back to Korea or Japan. Or, or wherever. Korea. And they have nowhere to go. Right. You know what? You were talking about alumni chipping in. Yeah. Jor- Jordan and his friends at school started something similar on a smaller scale for one another. Right. And basically, he, he explained this to me, they're going on the honor system. If you need money, you're going to take it out. Right. That's and cool. And if you don't, and if you can afford it, you're right. going to put it in. And they're helping one another. Right. And they, they are, you know, he. it's been relevatory for me to spend some time with him this week because his generation sees things so, in such a different way right. than, than ours does. Right. And, you know, for better and for worse. Right. There are things that he says that, you know, I can't wrap my head around. And then there are things that he says and does you know, this right. empathy that they have for one another. And Jordan is walking around here and, you know, sometimes he'll, like, he'll probably get angry at me for saying this. He gets emotional because he's upset. Right. And he How says, could you not I'm be? S- I'm sad. And he says, I'm not sad for me. He said, I'm sad for people who are isolated and who don't have anybody, and older people who are probably scared and who may have underlying issues and who are right. more at risk and who might die alone. So, you know, I actually had a, a conference call. He's very mature for a 12-year-old. He, he is. I mean, he's the most, and, and tall for a 12-year-old. But, you know, I had a call with the board or with, the, with my synagogue yeah. executive committee yesterday, and at the end, I was like, you know, by the way, if we do have congregants who are in need and who are isolated and who are elderly, we now do have a cohort of young people who have right. unexpectedly found themselves back at home with nothing to do. To do, so we right. Can, we can mobilize, mobilize these right. because exactly. that's what they want to do. They want to help out. So if somebody needs groceries delivered to their door, and you can minimize social contact, right. you can leave stuff at their door. At the door. There are kids who are healthy and able-bodied and right. who want to help out. Right. And I think that, again, civil society now is going to step up right. into the breach where, the where government our government has once again failed. failed us. Well, I'll tell you, I was sitting around yesterday. I was intermittently checking what was happening with the news and working. And I, I was saying to myself, and I said in a text message to uh, my buddy in the Bay Area, that... It, I wish I was a doctor right now because I'm feeling really useless. useless. Right. Yeah, and so helpless. 
I have to tell you, my messages to my dear colleague and friend and his wife saying, you know, please let me know. I'm more than happy to run to the market for you. And to my advisor slash mentor, that made me feel a lot better. Like that, okay, here's three people that I know who conceivably, four people actually, who conceivably could use some help. My neighbors who are elderly, their son is here, but who could use my help um, and don't necessarily have kids around. And so just the act of sending those messages made me, it, it made me feel right. better as well. So I can, I can relate to what, what Jordan is saying. Like if he wants to get his hands dirty, although he should wash them 25 times a day for at least 20 seconds and make sure you get under yeah. your nails. Um, it, it's, it does make you feel better, especially when it's hard to concentrate. Like, Honestly, I'm, I'm contemplating my next column. No one wants to hear about a rock. I'm trying no, to think right. about something that I can write Is there right anything now. Else that's going no, on? there's nothing no. else. No, you know, it's the entirety of the Washington said, Post this morning is practically uh, well, no, COVID nineteen no sports. Yeah, there's no sports section. There's I actually no flipped on ESPN there's, there's no last night to section. see what they were showing. Yeah. What, what what can you do? They, they it was the top ten classics. comebacks of the of the right. March Madness, which was cool. I watched. I watched Yankees Classics last night, the, the game in 1979 on August 6th, right after did, they buried Thurman Oh, Wilson. God. And then after Another that terrible was game, game one of the 1996 American League Playoff Series, the, the um, Derek Jeter, Jeffrey uh, Mayer uh, game. Mayer home run. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we're going to be reliving yeah. Yankees Classics for, I know. forever. I know. But you know what? You said something interesting that has now led me to a thought. You reached out to three people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we also talked about how this virus is transmitted right. from one person to three people. So let's turn this around. Yeah. And everybody who can, can reach out should to someone. Reach out to three people. people. Right. And if everybody who is reached out to reaches out to three people. Yeah, it's a great idea. Then we can help. And then we can make that go viral. Right. Right? That's right. And we can help people so we can spread better wishes and we can spread people. I don't even know what it is that we're going to be spreading yeah. other than empathy. And, and, it, empathy. and it helps you. And it's, it's nourishing exactly. the soul, too. It's not just spread. helping people who might be fearful of going to the giant. Exactly. Let's just spread empathy. Yeah. I think it's a good idea. And what, what baffles me, though, is that there are people who are out there who like don't think that this is necessary because they don't think it's such a big deal because this douchebag of a president is sending these signals. It's not just him. But Everybody, it's the entire, all the entire government. His whole ecosystem is, is is sending out these mixed messages like, ah, it's just a cold, it's um, a bad, it's a flu, it's not so bad, and everybody's freaking out. And it's Obama's fault, and it's all these regulations oh, yeah. that were in place, and... I mean, it is maddening, like, in an emergency that officials at the state and local level don't have the authority that they have to go by whatever the CDC and the FDA are saying, which are in place. Those are regulations that are in place during normal times to protect the health and well-being of the American public. But if you read these stories about these academic labs that have come up with tests, there's, there's a story in Washington State, University of Washington, where they were doing a flu study that they could quickly turn into a COVID-19 test and the doctors there ran into all kinds of interference because of 
CDC and FDA regulations. Those kinds of things, there should be protocols for national health emergencies where le- academic labs can scale up and do things to, to address a, an emerging problem. But the Regulations are for suckers. <laughs> Haven't we learned that by now? Like, oh, I'm going to deregulate fucking everything. And guess what? This is what uh, happens in the end. But at the same time... And we get tested. Take, COVID if, testing brought to you by if, Walmart. If you're going to take credit for an economic boom that started years before you took office, <laughs> and you're going to continue to take credit for that for three years, then you've got to own your failures too. So if you're going to take credit for things that you don't deserve then you need to take blame for things that you actually do deserve. You can't have it both ways. You can't say, well, we inherited this mess, and that's why our response is right. bad. One, one is totally false. <laughs> two, it is two, a lie? Two, you, can't, what? you can't fucking have it both ways, you asshole. So <sighs> that's the bottom line. Anyway, yeah, here we <laughs> I are. think that uh, I think that we may be coming to the end of this episode. I guess but- I'm going to go garden. Until the zombies come and take me. Yeah. Fuck. You should just dig a big hole <laughs> so that you can have like a shelter in your backyard. I'm building a bunker because the like zombies are coming, shelter. man. Exactly. What was that Will Smith movie where he cures cancer but everybody becomes zombies? I never saw Oh, that. God. Between that and World War Z, I'm fucked. We watched The King's right. Speech last night. I loved it. I've seen it before, but the kids hadn't. And I was just like I- all yummy to be on the couch with them watching a movie. Although yeah, it had some I, bad language, but they've heard me say it before. So, I don't know. I watched A, ser- a Serious Man. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Great movie. Anyway. All right, everybody. So we will be back, Take good hopefully. care. Everyone wash your wash hands. Wash your hands. Stay the fuck wash home. Wash your hands. All right. Later. We're out.